In preparing for the team to continue with the presentations, let's go to this scripture that Pastor Davis has been using, Acts 26, verse 19 to 20. It says, therefore, King Angripa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision, but declared first to those in Damascus and Jerusalem and throughout all the region of Judea, and then to the Gentiles that they should repent, turn to God, and do works befitting repentance. And Pastor Davis has gone this, over this several times. If you remember, that vision has to be what? Declared. Praise the Lord. Say vision has to be declared. That's the purpose of the presentation. It's declaring the vision. What is the vision? What is the vision of Victory Faith Church? Loving others fast through acts of kindness, compassion, and generosity. So, so it has to be declared. We got to see it and declare it. And I told you that word, uh, go verse, back to verse 19, he was, I, he was not disobedient. That means that what? He was not unwilling to be persuaded. He was not unwilling to be persuaded. He was persuaded by what he saw to do something about it. And that's our heart today, is to be willing to be persuaded. Elder Ruth gave us uh, this scripture, Isaiah chapter 1, verse 19, some weeks back, if we can go there. Uh, um, Isaiah 1, 19 says, if you, let's read it together. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. And I told you that word, obedient there, actually that phrase, and obedient, the literal meaning of that is actually to hear. In one out of ten times where that appears in the Old Testament, in the Hebrew word is shama. It actually, one out of ten, it talks about to hear, hearing, hard, or to listen, listen, to listen. All right? So, and so you can, if you were to replace that there, you'd say, if you're willing to hear, praise the Lord. If you're willing to hear, you shall do what? Eat the good of the Lord. Are you willing to hear this morning? That's the whole thing. Are you willing to hear? Be sincere in your hearing. Do you know when you hear, uh, when you hear, you actually see? You know that? If I said, I saw a black dog outside, you have heard, but you have seen a dog, isn't it? The only thing is, I don't know what kind of a dog you have seen. You, it's something... There's a picture that comes into your mind when you hear. And the more you hear, the more you get clarity. If I said it was a small, fluffy, black dog, now you remove Simba and others who are big. <laughs> so you are getting a what? A better picture. It was a small dog. The more words, the more you hear, the clearer the what? The picture, the clearer the vision. So this morning, let's prepare our hearts to receive clarity in the vision of where we are going with Victory Faith Church. And so, without much ado, I want to welcome the first presenter. Would you put your hands together and welcome Rita for the Family Mountain, please. Rita is the leader of Family Mountain. They do it with Deacon Duncan. Please, go ahead. Thank you. Thank you, Elder Francis. Good morning. Oh, let me stand here. <laughs> I've been told I'm not seen if I stand here. 
I try to wear heels so that you can see me better. But <laughs> thank you so much, Elder Francis, and I want to thank Pastor Carla and Pastor Davis first for the opportunity to serve in Family Mountain and also the opportunity to, to present today. It's an honor and uh, I appreciate it. Thank you. Just give me a minute. Good. Thank you. So Family Mountain. Um, I want to first um, go to the next slide, please. Uh, acknowledge our team. So Deacon Duncan and I, as Elder Francis have said, we lead the Family Mountain, but we have a very, very uh, well-able, strong, committed team that helps us in doing this, and we want to acknowledge them. If you're here, uh, the Ndwigas, the Mokayas, and the Kamenjos, please stand. We acknowledge and appreciate you for your work. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, so the Daniel and Mary Ndwiga, they lead the men and women's ministry. And then Alex and Millicent Mokaya, they lead the parenting and children ministry. And then uh, the Kamenjos lead the singles ministry. And uh, we really, they are such a force. <laughs> and they've been with us from the very beginning and we appreciate them. Uh, so I want to start with a story. I always do this. I hope you like stories. Um, last year, at the end of last year, that was December, my family and I, we, we like hiking. So we set to climb Mount Kenya. And uh, if you remember, if you were here last year, you know that in September, uh, we had also done Mount Kilimanjaro with another team. Huh? So we were feeling a bit confident <laughs> about this. We thought uh, this one is much smaller, so not much preparation. And uh, even in our planning, we made a few mistakes. So we set out, and to cut a long story short, we set out at 4 a.m. And uh, according to the itinerary, we were supposed to start at 9 but because of uh, planning issues where we were concerned and the, the guide was concerned, we ended up starting at one. But we were confident, yeah? It was Mount Kenya, not Kilimanjaro. So we set out, we continued, and um, uh, when we were walking, I remember asking the guide, what time, so what, what we, actually what we, we had planned to do is to do it in two days instead of three or five days that people normally do it. We wanted to hike up to a place called Shiptons, which is the base camp, and then uh, wake up at 3 a.m. and uh, summit and come down. So that was the plan. So we set out at one, and then when we, well, we were hiking, I asked the guide, what time do you think we'll arrive at Shiptons? And he told us 5.30. And I thought, that was good, yeah, 5.30. As we continued, we met with some people coming down, and I asked the guide, what time do you think we'll reach Siptons? And he said, at 7.30. And uh, so I thought, okay, maybe ours was a bit ambitious, and this one doesn't know that we are good hikers. So I thought, 6.30. We'll be there at 6.30. But let me tell you, they say kiliturumba. <laughs> I don't know what is that that rambas people, but it did. But um, because 5.30 came, 6.30, 7.30, 8.30, 
we were still on our way. And at this time, we were, we were at very high altitudes, over 5,000, and we were with our young son, who was 11, and he was feeling the altitude, he was vomiting. And now we reach a place uh, at nine in the night, and it was raining. We, uh, the, the cook who had gone ahead, he went, I think he realized there's a problem, so he came to meet us with a cup of tea to energize us. We hadn't eaten the whole day, so he gave us some cup of tea, and as he gave us the tea, the guide who was with us walked ahead. He had luggage, so he decided to be moving. But then we were with another couple who were way behind. So the cook gave, uh, gave us the tea and then went to give the other people tea. So we were left alone in the middle of nowhere. So we were stuck there and we were freezing and we had to make a decision. We knew we did not now want to summit. We wanted to go back down. But at that moment, we, we needed to make a decision whether to go back or to continue. What do you think we did? <laughs> uh, to be continued later. <laughs> so, uh, next slide. Our vision. We know that our vision of the church. I will not go to that. Loving others first through acts of kindness. Uh, compassion and generosity. Let me just mention that this is not just about reaching out. Yeah? Sometimes we think it's reaching out, preaching to the people, reaching out to those in needy, but also in the family setup, loving your husband, loving your wife, loving your children is part of our vision. Amen? Next slide. Um, so 2024, these are the things that we have had in 2024. Have you heard that? The year of? Open doors. And open doors means what? Opportunities. Have you heard also Isaiah 54? Enlarge the place of your tent. Enlargement. Where are we enlarging? Because we are expecting what? Increase. Have you also heard this? Break barriers. Okay? This is how we are going to into these new open doors by breaking barriers and being willing to be persuaded. So how as Family Mountain are we breaking barriers. So let me say, Family Mountain uh, partners with the church to nurture the family, the institution of family, so that we may glorify God first in our families and then be an influence to the society. Great families make what? A great nation. Because it's from the family that we make the nation. And our mission in Family Mountain is to build strong, God-centered families and societies through God's word. Next, uh, this is our scripture, Genesis chapter 12, verse 2 to 3 says, I will make you a great nation. Remember what I said, that great families make what? Great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And that talks about influence. The inf uh, and, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and I will curse him who curses you. And in, all, in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. So that is our mission as Family Mountain. Next slide. So what about 2024? What are we seeking to do in 2024? One of the goals of the Roundtable Group is, to, is for Victory Faith Church to be a church where everyone belongs. Let's say together. A church where everyone belongs. Let me read this scripture. John chapter 17, verse 20 to 23 says, I do not pray for this alone, but also for those 
who will believe in me through their word that they will be one as you father are in me and i in you they also may be one in us that the world may believe that you sent me and the glory which you gave me i have given them that they may be one just as we are one i in them and you in me that they may be made perfect in one and the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me that is what is in our hearts in 2024 that as a church we may connect not only with the father but also connect with one another he has said that they may be one as we are one that as a church we may connect with one another and be together as a family and grow together so that we may also influence the society so that the world may see that we are one and know that we believe in God amen does that sound good are we ready to be a church where everyone belongs amen next slide So this uh how are we seeking to achieve this how are we seeking to bring everyone on board and connect with everyone three, these are our three pillars prayer and this is something that pastor davis highly encouraged us to put prayer at the very core and at the center of everything not by power not by might but by the spirit we are not seeking to do anything of our own strength but by prayer. So that is something that we have set at Family Mountain on a monthly basis to be praying for the congregation, to be praying for families, to be praying for singles, to be praying for men and women, every aspect of the church. And then relationships. We want to build relationships. We want to reach out through phone call. If we come to you, uh, seek you by phone call or seek to have lunch with you we have set out to reach out and to bring everyone on board so be open just as elder francis said be willing are you willing to be persuaded yes that is one thing we have set to to build relationships even as we reach out to each and everyone and then we have set to have programs as opposed to just events I, we, events are good and they and and they have their place and there are places where they we have to have them but have more programs because they are consistent and they build that bonding and relationship so we want to have as as much as possible to have programs as opposed to uh, just events so that is how we want to have the church as uh, a place where everyone belongs next slide these are our ministries we have married couples we have parenting ministry i'd already talked about all these singles children men and women and wellness okay next slide so for children uh this is what we do uh one thing that we do is also collaborate with other mountains because we are not just working on ourselves we are all working together and we are dealing with the same congregation so we partner a lot with the religion mountain and chajef will come and talk about that uh on a monthly basis we bring up the children and uh give them birthday gifts if when it's their month for 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 the when it's their birthday month we give them gifts and this is something that the children always look forward to because just to be brought there in front and to be sung for happy birthday is something they really appreciate it, it this they have a sense of 
that belonging. And then we have this program, Bonds Across Generations. In this year, 2023, we started this program and we went out with the children, children age 11 to 13 and then 14 to 17. And we had such wonderful talks, uh, talks about sexuality, we talked about everything, and this is how we are breaking barriers. We, it's always known that youth want to talk to themselves. They don't want to talk to, uh, to adults. They, they, we are breaking that barrier and having conversations so that they can come to us and that we are a safe space that they can come to, as opposed to going out to the world, going to the internet, going to Google, going to their peers. They can come to us as their parents. Amen? Next slide. Uh, parents, parenting, um, there's one thing that I always hear, uh, I used to hear or read uh, about parenting, that it's the only thing that doesn't come with a manual. You know, it's like you're given a child and then you're told, go. But I've come to learn that it does have a manual. And the manual is the word of God. The word of God is what teaches us as parents to raise our children and train them in the way that they should go so that when they grow up, they do not depart from it. So as parents, we have a role and we must not uh, run away from that role, not give, delegate it to schools or delegate it to the church. We have a core responsibility to bring up our children and we need to be trained and we need to learn. We need to come together as a team and learn. This year, we had a program called, there are actually two programs by Nick and Sarah Lee. Those who, know, who are in you know this couple. They have two programs, one called Parenting Children and another one called Parenting Teenagers. And we set to, uh, to launch it this year, but the buy-in wasn't that uh, high, but we are breaking barriers. Are we together? We are now willing to be persuaded. And this 2024, we are going to run this program again. We are learning very you know, pertinent things about building strong relationships with our children, meeting their needs, developing emotional health, and helping them to make good choices. Those are good things, and those are things that, I mean, th th that program is really good. If you only knew, but when you don't know, you don't know, okay? You need to know that you need to know. So please join and come and learn. And then uh, we'll also have a parenting seminar uh, with Dr. Stanley Mukolwe. Next slide. The singles, we call them sapphires because they are gems, you know? They are precious gems. This symbolizing wisdom, virtue, faithfulness, and sincerity. So this year we uh, divided the, the singles group in two. We have over singles over 35 years and we started off a program those pictures there are a, a, an outing that we had with um, singles over 35 I, I can see mckenna is there she's not a single because they lead the the team and and Kamenjo, they lead the team so they went out with them but they had such a wonderful time and they, they started a good thing and let me just read something that one of them said she said, the, the singles outing meant the beginning of something new with people we have a lot in common with. It was nice to openly share with others and hear others' challenges. Also, to receive good counsel and wisdom from the Ndwigas and the Kamenjos. I am looking forward to more frequent and engaging 
uh, interactions with both ladies and gents in the group. I'm also looking forward to growth of the group within VFC and beyond, to where we can become like a family, feel at home, and look forward to lives being positively impacted and even testimonials of lives being changed. She's talking about the same thing, coming together, you know, belonging, being a family, being one. And there are so many things they have set to do in the coming year, hikes, cookouts, fellowship, learning about any, any topic. So kindly, kindly, singles, if you fall in this category, please reach out to us and join this group. It's going to be a continuous uh, bi-monthly uh, meetings. And then for the younger singles under 35, we are collaborating with the Religion Mountain. We know we, in the Religion Mountain we have Force of Victory and they have laid out so many programs, so many outings. So we will loop into that and also participate and bring in topics that relate to, to you. And we'll also have a single seminar. Next slide. Uh, men and women, that's, uh, uh, everyone here is either a man or a woman, so you fall in this category. And in this year, we actually had a very powerful meeting with Pastor Davis, and then we had also invited uh, Dr. John Welime and uh, his wife, Miss Caro, and they taught us very powerfully, encouraging men to arise and serve God in the marketplace and at home, and also encouraging women to let go and trust God. This uh, next year, we will not only have the indoor meetings, but we want the outdoor meetings also so that we can connect, okay? We want to connect. That is our goal. We want to connect, be one as a family. So be on the lookout for that and be ready to go out and connect with one another. Next slide. <coughs> uh, wellness. This is a team led by Dr. Ndwiga. We'll, uh, <coughs> the word of God in that John uh, chapter 1 verse 2 says, Dear friend, I hope all is well with you then that you're as healthy in body and as strong in spirit. Be proactive. Be, uh, being proactive is what we are talking about. That God wants us to be healthy, but then we have to cooperate with him. So we are going to have a lot of uh, screening clinics during the like the activities, the meetings in Family Mountain or in other mountains. We'll have screening clinics for things that relate to us, relate to uh, the age that we are in, and then short videos concerning several topics, conversations about mental health. We're going to have all that in 2024. Next slide, the couples. Uh, Genesis chapter 2, verse 23 to 24 says, this is now bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Marriage was a good idea. We all know that. But then we know how much marriages are under attack. Yeah? And uh, we thank God for his goodness because he continues to help us and to give us strategy to overcome. When the, spirit, when the enemy uh, comes in like a flood, the spirit of God raises a standard. And he has helped us with a strategy called Divinely United. And this is the platform under which we minister to the couples in Victory Faith. Next slide. Um, 
we come together as uh, small groups in Divinely United. We are now 45 couples and counting. Amen? That is, that is uh, a testimony. We are, more, we are about 45 couples and we are believing for even more in 2025. And uh, we come together on a monthly basis in, in different small groups to experience love, love on one another. We are under, in a friendly atmosphere. We build lasting relationships. Everyone in D would know that, that we are building lasting relationships with one another. We have fun with one another. We go out. And then we have real and practical uh, conversations. This year we have been... Uh, going through a program by Nick and Sarah Lee, and anyone can say that it's a, as practical as practical can be. It's based on the word of God, but very practical, and it has helped many, and also build one accountability. I know in our deal, every month when we are beginning, we always say, what is it that we did differently? Yeah, what is it that we learned last time and now we, have, we are starting to do it? That building accountability. It's building something in our marriages. Remember, our goal is to build strong families for a strong society. Uh, and it's not only for the ones who have been married for years. Even the young ones, the ones who have been married one year, the ones who have been married 20 years or 30 years, they are all welcome and they all have a place in DU. One young couple had this to say, DU for us has been really eye-opening in our first year of marriage. We can say it's been a perfect foundation. Definitely God's gift to us. We've gotten a head start and learned basic tips that would have taken years to connect the dots. We've learned that it's in doing simple acts intentionally that we build our marriage. We'll so we are super grateful to the VFC leadership for making this happen and linking us with Christ-minded couples we can relate to. That's, that's, that's just a young couple. We, you can imagine how it has been helpful for many, many other, all these 45 couples. They have something to say of what DU has done for them. And uh, if you're here, you're not a member, you need to ask yourself why. Those are some of the pictures of DU um, Pictorious, you can see Pastor Davis and Miss Tina. They have a beautiful marriage, but they're members of the DU because there's something for them to learn, yeah? So there's no one who is exempted. Whether you feel your marriage is very, very okay or whether you think it, uh, you know, it's down there, there is no one who is exempted and all are welcome. Thank, uh, so what are we doing in 2024 concerning DU? Starting today, <laughs> we are recruiting new members. Uh, so the recruitment starts today. And uh, at the, uh, actually, at the end of the service, our team, the Family Mountain members, will be there at the back. There's a table there in orange and red. Uh, you can go there and uh, <clears throat> you will... You will you, if you want to inquire about DU, about uh, any other thing that we've talked about, they'll be available there. So we are recruiting, and then we have a, a couple's annual dinner at the beginning of the year. That's in February, we'll, and, and it's not only for DU members, it's for all. And then we will launch the next season. Season three of DU begins in February 2024. Okay? So to end... Let me go back to breaking barriers and to my story. So where do you think we went? 
do you think we went back? It was at nine o'clock. And, or do you think we went forward? Yeah. <laughs> I've leaked. So we moved forward, yeah? If, if there's something that I've learned from this story and from many, next slide, please. Uh, from this slide and from many other things with God is that God is gooder than you think. God is gooder than I think. No, despite uh, feeling like, okay, we are the ones who messed up, God helped us. And we moved forward, praying in the spirit, <laughs> and we got to the camp, maybe at 10.30, but we got there and were able to rest and then come down the following morning. Yeah? So, uh, one thing about breaking barriers is moving forward, not sticking where you are, Maybe feeling like maybe I've just come too far, or my marriage is too bad. It doesn't. We, we can't solve, solve it. Or my teenager, she's gone too too far out. Moving forward, a step at a time, gets you there. Okay. And sometimes moving forward is just a small step, like registering when you're called to register, or just changing something that looks impossible to possible. Yeah. Or reaching out. We are setting to reach out to you, but if we don't, you can reach out to us and tell us, this is the need I have. This is what I would like you to help us with. We are available. And um, I, I was remembering about the children of Israel. When they were setting out from the Egypt, they set out from Egypt to, you know, to, to the land of Canaan. And then at the wilderness, they, set, they found themselves at one point between a rock and a hard place. Behind, Pharaoh was following them, at, and, and in front, they found the Red Sea. And they did not know where to go. Then they cried out to Moses, why did you get, our, get us out of Egypt? We could have died there. And Moses cried out to the Lord, and, and this is what the Lord said, why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. So that is my call to you today. Move forward a step at a time. Just take the next step. Register when we tell you to. Because let me read my favorite scripture here in Mark, Mark chapter 4. It really helps me. When I feel like I'm not making any headway or I'm not improving in whatever I need to improve, Mark 4 chapter, chapter 4 verse 26 to 27 helps me. He said, the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground and should sleep and rise by day, and the seed should sprout and grow. He himself does not know how, for the earth yields crops by itself, first the blade, then the head, and after that, full grain in the head. Even as you take small steps to register, to show up when you're called to, the seed being sown in your heart, to uh, metamorphosize you, you know, to transform you into the person that God wants you to be. From the egg to the lover to the pupa, you do not know how, but one of these days you'll find yourself a beautiful butterfly, so long as you keep moving forward. Thank you. And let me call Teacher Jeff. Thank you, Teacher Rita. Uh, good morning, church. It's still morning. On behalf of the pastors and the roundtable team, I'm going to be 
speaking on behalf of Religion Mountain and specifically touch on three different teams. That is the children, the youth, and I'm doing the youth on behalf of uh, Deacon Norman, who is in Kitale with Pastor Davis, and then choir. So those are three teams. I'll move uh, pretty fast. Uh, and uh, just starting with children, I really want to build up on what Teacher Rita has already said, so I'll not go back to the foundational bit about the vision of the church that has already been clearly explained. Uh, but to speak about the children, let me first just call out any of the children's church workers who are present in uh, the sanctuary today, if you may please stand up so that we may see you. All right, I see several of us standing. Thank you, thank you. This actually, you may have your seats. Thank you, teachers. We actually have a total of about 33 uh, workers who support children uh, every Sunday. And you know, the number of children is increasing and growing. We are already breaking barriers where that is concerned, starting in this year's uh, VBS that we had. Uh, and therefore, we are going to be requiring even many, many of us to join in and support Children's Church. Let me say also one thing, and I'm sure many of you will be witnesses to this. You have seen uh, several young people who have transitioned. You know, they were literally born in this church, uh, played around, ran around on the ground, went to the four to six class, went through all the way until they graduated, joined the youth, they have transitioned, and today they are married. One of those that we just celebrated last, you know, getting married, Linda, literally went through children's church from the very beginning with uh, her brother, Mark, and so many of us. Your children, I'm sure you can be able to give your own testimony of how children's church has impacted their lives. And the one person or the one couple that we are so, so grateful to and I know Pastor Davis and Pastor Kala would say this any day, any time, uh, is Teacher David and Mary Mburu. You know that they have given their life to these children. In fact, you see Teacher David, you just see children uh, coming around him all the time, every time. He tells us that is what keeps him young. And he just celebrated 71 years uh, of age not so long ago. Teacher David, if you are... Oh, he's not in today. Teacher Mary is here. Uh, he's, he's in the transition class because we're having those who are going to be joining the youth, having their uh, instructional that they receive just before they leave Children's Church. So that said, personally, I have served in Children's Church uh, from 2004. I remember I had just cleared university. I got a call from the church office, and uh, I was asked, would you be willing to support us in children's church, especially where uh, praise and worship is concerned. You know, when I went in there, I found uh, really children's church, you know, they do it in their own way. They would be having praise and worship. The first song would be in one key and the second one, three keys away from that. And, you know, in the middle of the song, if they decide it's too high, they want to shift it, it would shift the leader then, uh, and I remember that time we had teacher Julius, he since went to Dubai to work there. Uh, he would be singing in one key and the children are like maybe one and a half keys away from that. And it was just fun. Anyway, thank God, choir became a part of children's church and several of us, including teacher Rita here, have since joined 
and we've have, we have a wonderful time there. So, um, next slide, please. So, the vision for Children's Church is to be a children's church of victorious kids who love, serve the Lord, honor parents, and positively influence the world. This is built on the, that, those two scriptures, 1 Samuel 2.26 and Luke 2.58. You know, those two scriptures speak of the child Samuel and the child Jesus, and they all grew in stature and uh, increased in wisdom and obtained favor with God and with man. And we want this to be the template that our children follow, that as they increase in body and every other aspect around growth, they obtain favor from the Lord and also favor with men wherever they go. Uh, our mission is to empower the next generation of champions for life and godliness by teaching and training them in the word of God through love. And Teacher Rita already did mention that, that we need to train up children in the way they should go so that when they are grown, they shall not depart uh, from that. And we know God entrusted Abraham, uh, knowing that he was a faithful man who would instruct, who would actually command the word used in that scripture in Genesis 18, uh, 19. You know, it's the word command. I know we live in a generation where people are looking for quick and simple solutions. But you know, parents, you cannot go to chat GPT to figure out how to raise your children. The manual, and Ticharito already said, the manual is available, and that is the word of God, and that's where we go to receive instruction and direction on how we ought to bring up our children. When we do that, then we shall be able to develop a dynamic children's ministry. So for this year, next slide, uh, we have four, five thematic areas within which we are going to uh, operate to ensure that we achieve this vision and goal of being a dynamic children's uh, ministry. And the first one uh, will be teaching and training. So if you move to the next slide, please. Okay, so every Sunday, just like we are having a service here, our children are also having a service, and our children's church is organized uh, in four different classes according to ages, just to make sure that we're able to reach them at their level of comprehension. So we've got the four to six uh, class, then we have the seven to eight, the nine to ten, and the eleven to thirteen. And each of these classes has got uh, a number of teachers who are dedicated in terms of preparing and delivering ministry to the children every Sunday. Uh, some of them are already here. You know, Teacher Andrew is in charge of the four to six class. Then we have Teacher Pauline in charge of the seven to eight. We have Teacher Ignatius who takes charge of the uh, nine to ten. And then Teacher Andrew Odiambo uh, in charge of the 11 to 13 class. And each of them, of course, is supported by several other teachers. And the praise and worship, we have teacher Beatrice who takes charge of that. So every Sunday in our classes, we uh, get to use audiovisual aids to make sure children are able to be engaged, both the eye gate and the ear gate. Uh, of course, the projects and activities that we are going to be doing even in the coming year, as we have done in the past, are Bible-based. Um, Evaluation of retention through creative ideas. If you've ever come to any of our VBS, you would know how that works. 
uh, and we want to make sure that this continues even in the coming year through animation, storytelling. You can tell Teacher Rita's storytelling comes from Children's Church. Uh, and so when you come to join us there, you will be able to get a bit of that for yourself. Then we also want to make sure that we develop a versatile Bible-based curriculum. We notice that there are foundational truths that a child needs to learn. By the time they are joining the adult, adult church, they need to already know some things just by virtue of having been uh, in, in, in children's church through all the years. So we are working on a curriculum already, a number of topics that you want to make sure every child that goes through Victory Faith Church gets to be acquainted with. And then we also have been uh, present online uh, for the past several months. We have not been there beginning January next year. We want to get back into that space because we realize that there are so many other children out there who never see the door of a church come Sunday, January to December. And we want to make sure that we're able to reach the ones who can be able to join in. Just the way we have adults joining in this service, even at this moment, we want to make sure that children also receive that ministry, not just our own, but as a way of evangelizing. And we have already been, um, you know, uh, guided. We are breaking barriers extending our territory and going further and beyond is concerned. So this is our way in children's church of reaching to the nations. And then we want to expand the current transition class curriculum so that we start with a growing up series. So we also help these children just on the basics of growing up, whether it's matters, hygiene, relationship. I know currently we teach them a lot about the structure of the church, how they ought to pray, how they ought to study the word, but also in other aspects of growing up, we want to bring that to be a part of the growing up. Next slide, please. So the next one is talent development for ministry. These young children are very gifted, and these gifts are to be used for ministry. You have seen whenever you've had presentations here, uh, children play drums, play keyboard, sing, uh, they know how to act, they dance very well. So we want to make sure that we develop a very versatile children's church choir. We already have a band there. If we didn't have any adult uh, show up, we would still have uh, praise and worship and very good praise and worship in children's church because all areas are covered. It's not only Martin. You notice Martin is always here, but we have uh, our Martins. Uh, in children's church who are able to play keyboard very well, both boys and girls, uh, on drums, on bass guitar. You have seen Micah, a very talented and gifted young man who can, you know, uh, handle almost every instrument that you give to him. We also want to grow uh, our repertoire of homegrown songs. I know, yes, we sing a lot of popular songs that are sung everywhere, but we have actually some that you will never hear anywhere else. And if you do get to hear them, it's because they've originated from Victory Faith Church. We have our very own teacher, Asinta, who is very gifted and she has written some songs that we already sing in children's church. And in fact, our dream is that within the next two years, we get to actually produce our own children's album. Thank you. 
and working with the Creative Arts uh, Media Mountain, we want to develop an anointed dance team of boys and girls. I know there's a time we had already started this, then kind of the person who was leading is no longer here with us. Uh, but nonetheless, the place for that ministry is very, very needful. And we have got boys and girls who have always been asking. So this is an area that we are going to venture into uh, in the coming year. Next slide, please. Yes, special events. So VBS is now one of the things that our children really look forward to. And so beginning this coming year, we're going to be having not just one VBS, but two every year during the April holiday and the August, August holiday. And then in uh, the third holiday, that is uh, in November, we shall have what you are calling Fun Fest. This will be a time for children to come and showcase their giftings and some of the projects that they would have uh, been taking part in in the course of the year. Uh, and then, of course, just as has happened before, we have children joining uh, the other ministry uh, teams in doing presentations during Passover and Christmas and any other special family service, like we shall be having one even later uh, in, this, uh, in this year when we come towards Christmas. And then, as Tisharita already mentioned, we always are careful to celebrate this children's birthday with gifts uh, which are facilitated by the family mountain. And speaking of birthday gifts, I'm looking forward to the next one because today happens to be my birthday. So if you meet me and you want to give me a gift, I will appreciate that. Thank you very much. On a light note. <laughs> All right, next slide. Teacher training and team development. You did, I did mention that we have 33 of us who are currently supporting Children's Church. Uh, and this one thing about Victory Faith Church is that we always insist on training, training, and training, equipping for the ministry. So next year, yes, we continue with training, even for the teachers who are already serving. But for you who's been seated here, and you've probably thought, maybe I am not very good with children. I remember talking to one of the parents. And she told me, I'll not reveal who she is, but I know she's in church. I saw her and said, me and children, if I came there, I don't think they'll be able to receive because I don't have the patience. You know, when you come, we will train you to learn how to be patient with the children and you will be able to deliver effective ministry to them. And of course, when you go back at home, it becomes a bonus. You'll be able to do this very well with your very own children. Uh, and in fact... Uh, on that, early, very early next year, we'll be making that announcement. So please, when you're here, uh, speak to any of the teachers. Teacher David has committed himself to run the training, not just once. I know there's one that we have scheduled. But at any time, should you feel uh, that in April or March you want to join Children's Church, just mention it and we'll avail training even if you're just one person. And then we shall also schedule uh, team building just for teachers to bond and be able to work as a unit. Next slide. Uh, parents, teachers engagement, this we always do and will continue because we want to make sure that we are not just doing this as teachers, but we are working together with you as parents. We also want to make sure we share feedback with you regarding your children. Sometimes we notice some things about children. 
whenever we approach you, and teacher David would be the one mostly to do this, please give ear and cooperate with the teachers to ensure that we really effectively bring up these children in the way they should go. And we want to open up that space next year that for you as a parent, if you just want to come and sit in, listen, and watch what happens in any of the classes, you're very much welcome to come and partake of the same. Next slide. Okay, uh, so to make this happen, we, as has already been mentioned even by other mountains, ensure that we are praying because everything is born of prayer and built upon prayer. Adequate preparation through our meetings and various uh, class sessions. We want to make sure that if you are signing, you are not just trained, but you are, after that you become faithful, you are available, and you are teachable on a continuous basis, and also working with the other uh, mountains, family being one of the key ones that we work with. And that is it for uh, Children's Church, a dynamic children's ministry. Let me quickly move on then to the youth. And this I'm speaking on behalf of uh, Deacon Norman, who is, uh, as I already mentioned, with Pastor Davis in Kitale. And you know, Pastor Davis has mentioned that in order of priority, if there was a child, a youth, a married couple, and you know, any other adult, in order of priority is the children that come first. So that's why we started with children. Then we come to the youth, a force of victory. This is the generation. This is the future of the nation. You know, if you are above 30, you are a minority. So let's talk about the majority. So uh, they are the youth ministry. Um, okay, the writing there is a bit quite small. Let me look at it from my slides here. Just give me a second. Okay, so, okay, here I have it. Thank you, Lord. Okay, so the, uh, the vision for the youth ministry is to be a dynamic youth ministry. Remember, just like the children had a dynamic children's church, so also having a dynamic youth ministry. And the mission is to develop a dynamic youth ministry through a culture of intentional relationship building. The key word here is intentional. Uh, you know, if you're going to engage and connect with the youth, you have to be very, very deliberate. And this is going to happen through the four key pillars that we have. The first one being evangelism, then discipleship, leadership, um, and, and, and service being the first one, okay? So we just want to make sure that youth are mainstreamed in the different areas of service represented in church and, of course, reaching out there. And um, uh, we already had about the ministry to the prisons uh, this past week and how powerful and impactful it was. So evangelism to various interest groups, KSCF being one of the key areas where our youth really play a big part. Discipleship to make sure that uh, the youth are, are growing and deepening 
in the word, in the knowledge of the word, and walk with God through targeted Bible study, devotion, and prayer, and with regard to leadership, to actively equip the current and future VFC youth leaders with necessary skills and traits to effectively and confidently lead the youth ministry. Some of you have served in youth ministry in the years past, and I'm sure it really impacted your lives. You saw the pictures Pastor Davis was sharing here last Sunday, where some of us looked better in the future, you know. God saw us in the future, and we looked so much better than we did then, and you can see us today. Uh, and I would really pray that when the call to serve in youth comes, and you hear it, please answer the call. So, for us to do this, like I said, intentionally is to nurture authentic relationships with each other that is amongst the youth, build impactful relationship with the leadership so that if you are a youth and you're within the sound of my voice, when you see any of the leaders, please don't take a corner, don't run away from the adults. We are all here for you. If you're seated next to a youth, please tell them, I am here for you. Okay, I see others just looked at each other and nodded. Because the person you are looking at probably does not quite look youthful, maybe. Alright, we also want to establish enduring relationships with God through the word. So, uh, just next slide. Um, you already know that, yes, there's a big group, but to make sure we again are doing targeted reaching out to the youth, they are divided into two groups. We have got the teenagers, that's the 13 to 17 year olds, who would be the high schoolers. And then we have got the one that we call F5. Whenever you hear those announcements about F5, it's targeting those who are above 19 years. Most of them are in college. Some of, the, of them have already finished college and are actually working. And in fact, it's part of the group that uh, uh, Rita spoke to uh, with regard to singles. Next slide. So going pillar by pillar then, uh, for the service pillar is to mainstream youth in every area of ministry, whether it is choir, whether it's GUC, children's church, you know. Uh, we want to make sure that it's not just the adults that we see, but youth. So some of these Sundays you'll actually see Wendy uh, with her team standing in places where you have seen adults do. And that is to really train and help the, the youth uh, to get into those areas of responsibility. Uh, participation in drama and skits, in dance, like I already mentioned, together even with the children, uh, active in various support teams, in youth choir. Uh, I will be talking about choir in a short while, but we have got adult choir, youth choir, and children's choir, but it's one choir just serving in the various areas of ministry. Uh, and then play critical roles in the media team. In fact, if you look at the media team, it's largely the youth who are taking charge of that. So as I'm speaking here, going through the airwaves, it is really for you who is watching me on, or online, it is a lot of the youth who are actually facilitating this to happen. Let's give them a round of appreciation. <laughs> Next slide, please. Uh, evangelism. Uh, I cannot overemphasize this. You know, it's in the heart of our pastors uh, reaching out to the nations. I mean, this is the call that we have as believers. The charge that you are given to go out there 
uh, and you know, evangelize. So we want to make sure that the youth are not left behind. Street ministry, I don't know if any of you has ever tried that. It takes a lot of courage and faith to stand on the street and preach the word. But a lot of ministers that we celebrate today started right there on the streets. You never know. The next Billy Graham might be seated right here and they just need a street and the Bible and their ministry takes off. Sports evangelism. This is one of the areas even for me personally impacted my life as a student at the university working with athletes in action. We would go to, uh, you know, university events and while people were playing on the field, we would be reaching out to the spectators on the sides. I remember going to uh, Makerere University, going to University of Dar es Salaam, and we were evangelizing, you know, with the four spiritual laws, if you're familiar with that. Little booklet. We had to learn how to evangelize even in Kiswahili. Uh, little story, very short. I remember in, in Tanzania, you know, everything is written in Kiswahili. So we had this four spiritual laws, but they were in English. So we had to kind of translate as you're speaking to the person. And in our team, we had one gentleman called Victor. Kiswahili, as they say, haikukua mdomochake. So he went out and reached to this person and said, Niko na mambo mane ya kukueleza. Mambo mamoja. And this person said, ah, wewe mkenya. And of course, he now just said, just speak in English. I'll be able to understand you. But yes, sports evangelism is one of those areas. A partnership with uh, KSCF, uh, which is a ministry that is now a part of us. Uh, Pastor has spoken about it so many times. Every month there are meetings, uh, and I cannot really um, overemphasize that. And then prison ministry being the latest ad, and we have already received a testimony of what that is going to look like. In discipleship, uh, making disciples of Jesus in... Uh, the overflow of, sorry, let me just read from here. I think that is a little bit far. Making disciples of Jesus is the overflow of the delight in being disciples of Jesus. That is a quote from that gentleman. But the main thing here is to ensure that, yes, after getting born again, that is not the end, but that is just the beginning. So how do we enable these young ones to grow in the knowledge of Jesus Christ? And that is where we're working even on a manual, just the way DU has had a manual that has helped the couples to uh, grow deeper in their relationship. Even the youth, we are looking at a manual that is going to help us uh, become deeper in our knowledge of the word. Uh, and that obviously can only happen through consistency in studying the word of God. Next slide. With regard to leadership, as we have learned, uh, even through the lead uh, sessions, everything rises and falls on leadership. Now, the young ones today or the youth today might be doing a lot of the following, but they're the ones who are going to be the leading, doing the leading tomorrow. But they have to be equipped, they have to be prepared for that. So, empowering the youth leaders uh, on the vision and strategy because they are the ones who are going to carry this vision. Not just by sight, but that which comes by revelation. You know, they say vision is not a function of sight. In fact, sometimes sight could be the enemy of the vision, but it comes from the revealed word of God. So we need the youth to be able to carry this vision into the years coming. 
uh, to encourage floating of ideas, plans, and recommendations. Not just everything coming from the adults, but the youth have got wonderful, amazing ideas. Uh, even how they are going to execute this mission to uh, the prison. A lot of it also coming from the youth. So encouraging those ideas coming forth and then uh, led and guided the able to execute. Training in decision making, you know, this is not the easiest thing even for some adults. So we really have to work with the youth and help them in that. Training in communication, you know, this is such a huge topic area. Even for us as adults in marriage, we've had a huge topic around communication in year one, year two, and I'm sure even in the next session it shall still feature. Uh, positive influence on the youth, not just our own, but even in their circles, in their colleges, in their uh, neighborhoods. We want to make sure that it's our youth who stand out and become influencers. If there's one word you can use to replace leadership, is the word influence. And if there is an age group that is targeted by almost everything and everyone, is the youth. So we want to make sure that they are the ones doing the influencing and not just being influenced by the world. And then growing and developing others to become leaders. You become an effective leader when you have developed another leader. Next slide. So this is the team uh, led by Deacon Norman and his wife Susan Tuku. Uh, and then we have Wendy, whom you have already seen here sharing the testimony. Mark Naduga, you know him very well. Uh, Masha Nderi, I don't know if Masha is in here today. Masha, if you're here. Okay, right there, there's Masha. Uh, let's appreciate Masha. This is one girl who has been faith. I saw Masha from four years joining Children's Church. She's gone through, gone to university, graduated, and here she is serving in youth. And then, of course, Eric. Eric, please, if you may stand up. Eric, one very, if there's one person you can call faithful, it is Eric. Uh, and then we have Eglin. Eglin, are you here? Okay, Eglin, she's not here. All right, but probably most of you would know Eglin. So, parents and guardians, you want your support. Uh, to make sure that whenever these meetings are called, I know it takes a sacrifice leaving your young one behind as you go home, but they are well taken care of. Please facilitate them to attend these meetings. Sowing into the youth fund, it costs money to deliver ministry. Uh, we would also want you to please help them. When a youth approaches you and wants to talk to you, give them ear, create time to do so. Uh, we also want you to, so if you have a good book, and I know the Education Mountain is coming up shortly, uh, we want to develop that reading culture so that our youth are well equipped. So if you have that good book, please sow it towards that ministry. And then just availing opportunities for career growth. If you have a job in your workplace and you want uh, to help these young ones, they can come and volunteer in your workplace so that we help them to be better prepared and succeed in life. Uh, and that is just to uh, sum it up, that may our sons be as strong as trees and our daughters as beautiful as the carved columns of a palace. Thank you. That will be it for the youth. Uh, and now very quickly to choir. This is the last one. Okay, so uh, 
Let me just ask all choir members to please stand up so that we appreciate them. They help us so very much every week. Thank you very much, choir. You may be seated. If you may move very quickly to the next slide. So um, the vision really is to be a house of prayer and anointed worship. I mean, if you read the account in Second Chronicles, you know uh, the bringing in of the Ark of the Covenant and how it was preceded by the worshippers. And when they got into it, there was such heavy presence, you know, Shekinah glory, that the ministers could not even be able to uh, minister. And that is one thing that Pastor Davis has even shared on this platform here, uh, that, you know, just us coming in and soaking into the presence of God. And of course, that's what we endeavor and pursue to, um, to have every Sunday, every Wednesday, every other service that uh, you are a part of. And the mission is to provide, therefore, skilled, spirit-led praise and worship that ministers to the heart of the Lord and changes the lives of the worshipers. I pray that wherever you, whenever you come into any of the services, you don't just, it's not just a song, but it is a transformation that takes place in your heart as you join in, as you participate. So, four key pillars where praise and worship is concerned, uh, and I'll just go straight to the very first one. If you just move to the next slide. Uh, so, every Saturday, you know, for us to have ministry on Sunday and any other service, there has to be preparation. If there's one thing, again, we always emphasize is prepare, prepare, and prepare. So, every Saturday, the choir meets here to prepare for the Sunday services. Uh, and then, of course, in every service, we get to minister as well as during Wednesday prayer services and any other congregational meeting or special events that we would have always preceded by the praise and worship and then focusing on continuous fervent prayer. Everything is born of prayer, is built on prayer and will succeed through prayer. Uh, for that to happen, of course, all the people you see singing here in choir who are not naturally born singers. For some of them, it's been a, a you know, time of training. Some people have served in choir longer than others. Others were more gifted than others. But to make sure that we are all able to produce excellence, there is training. So even next year, very early on, there's going to be an announcement. When you hear the call and you have always seen yourself as a worshiper, please sign up so that you be trained. Uh, once you join in, uh, we, like I already mentioned, have adult choir, youth choir, and children's choir. So you can serve in any of those three areas at any time. So this is one thing that we want to implement in this coming year. Uh, and then, in case you feel maybe you are not that gifted as yet, just come. We have vocal training. If you are an instrumentalist, we have band training. We'll be able to help you to build the skill that God has placed in you. Moving on quickly to special events and presentations. You know, we always have uh, Passover, we have Christmas. Uh, those are the most, common, the most the common ones that we have all been a part of in the years past and we shall continue to do so. I know there will be a special announcement coming forth later around Christmas for this year. Uh, but we also have Kesha Nights for choir. And who knows, maybe in the coming months, we might just end up having Kesha's even for 
the rest of the church and we're able to join in. Uh, but these are some of the special events where choir does very special things for the same. Uh, very quickly to the next slide. Okay, uh, for us to be one and be able to minister together, you know, just like the disciples in the upper room, they were of one accord, they were, uh, you know, one in spirit, and therefore God was able to command a blessing there. So for us as square, we also get to not just, yes, minister, but also have fun together. We have our team building events and bonding activities, and at least we have two scheduled for this coming year, just as... Family Mountain celebrates the children. We also celebrate each other on their birthdays and other special events. And just a pictorial there of what you have probably already witnessed here on the pulpit every Sunday. I would have said very many other things about choir, but I mean, it is here for you to experience. You are always witnessing what choir does. If they were not standing in the place that God has called them to do, we wouldn't be having ministry as we always have it. I have said a lot, and with that, thank you for listening. I hope you will be able to sign up when the call comes. I will now call up Ms. Tina for the Education Mountain. I'm about to say, wah! Please stand up and just <laughs> loosen up some, <laughs> breathe, <laughs> say hallelujah, <laughs> glory to God, yes, and um, say to yourself, I am willing and obedient, <laughs> I, I am not unwilling to be persuaded, <laughs> amen, and please take your seats. As we continue uh, education mountain, uh, let's move ahead to the second slide. We have our goals and mandate, but we base it on um, the goals drawn from the larger ones of the church. And the first one is we build generations of leaders. And that's why we have like Heritage Leadership Academy. The children we raise at the home, uh, that is what we desire. Independent, godly individuals that even when they leave our space, we are sure that a lot has been deposited in them to produce for life and godliness. Um, we are informed and engaged citizens. This is where uh, the entire church body is concerned. So we believe for forums, opportunities for learning. And I'll get uh, to that uh, as we move on. We are generous to the orphaned and vulnerable. That happens through Heritage Leadership Academy, a large percentage of the children there are orphaned and vulnerable and then also at the home and um, the mountain is active where that is concerned. Our mandate is to break barriers, especially in the coming year. Uh, Isaiah 52 
Uh, sorry, 54.2.2.3 says, Enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare, lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. For you shall expand to the right and to the left and your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities uh, inhabited. That is really even as uh, others have mentioned in other mountains, that was the charge uh, given by the pastors to us that in the coming year we need to break barriers. So pray with us, believe God with us to be able to influence at the level of um, breaking barriers. Uh, the next slide, the scriptures there that we are um, believing God and scriptures that have been guiding us. Train up a child in the way he should go and when he is old he will not depart from it. And therefore um, that is our desire really. Any child that lands at the home experiences a season of training for the better uh, time they are there. Whether at HLA also, that is our desire, that we would train them, we will show them the path that they need to go, believing God that when they are done with this space, then they will not be able to lose their footing. Amen? Yes, so those that are already here, a lot has been happening. Growth, change has been experienced and we are thankful to God. Another scripture, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I also will reject you from being priest for me. Because you have forgotten the law of your God, I also uh, will forget your children. God forbid, not even I will forget you, I'll forget your children. So um, last year, we had an opportunity to have a day of learning, and unfortunately, we did not respond as we uh, desired that you would. And I would encourage, because this again will happen this coming year, Church, take every opportunity to learn. It may not be directly for you, like the scripture says, for your children. It impacts you, and how you respond also impacts your children. So let's take that opportunity. I, just to share, I remember those, um, one of the sessions we had was uh, the TVET, and um, this is an area after many technical polytechnics were turned into universities, kind of that area of learning was, you know, put in the back as though it is not so important. And uh, the facilitator that came gave so much insight. And I remember those, uh, a young man who was just encouraged to come and was in such a bind, you know, finished Form 4, um, had started some training, not so sure of the way ahead and left that place so fulfilled. The rest of us 
now became, you know, our eyes were opened. Uh, I'm sure you have a relative or two who are somewhere in a way that uh, you're thinking, now what do we do with them? And it was so clear what to do with such individuals. So please, again, when such opportunities are, are made available, please, please, I beseech you, by the mercies of God, do show up. Amen. The, the next uh, slide, our areas of focus are three. We have Heritage Leadership Academy. Uh, we ensure that the vision and mission of HLA is realized. Um, to do that, we have a leadership team, uh, which we have Dr. Kabaji, Mr. Njoga, Ms. Nema, Ms. Tanrua Fula, Ms. Ruth, uh, Ms. Rita, and myself. If they're there, please stand up. They're looking at me shocked. <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> the leadership, or I would call it the management team. Please sit down. Yes, yeah, so there are people who work in the background. If you come here, you probably find Ms. Nema and myself, but we have others that are backing us up, and of course, the entire um, roundtable team and the pastors, so we do not work independent. And then um, what do we do or what do we plan to do in the coming year? We continue to empower the teachers through trainings and workshops. Just this November, we had a, a CBC, what they call a CBC retooling workshop with a very good facilitator and the teachers felt empowered, were able to redo things differently. And such trainings and workshops are things that we intend to get into in the coming year. We also have parent guide, uh, guardian uh, trainings on and off when we'd have meetings here. We also uh, empower them, uh, a tip here, uh, uh, teaching here, an instruction there, and that happens. And therefore, that, that happens um, quite frequently in the course of the academic uh, terms. And then also, you may have noticed, to just the academics on themselves may not be the, the only thing we desire to nurture the whole person, and therefore we have a vibrant finance curriculum, leadership curriculum, and also a spiritual uh, curriculum uh, that um, come on board as well. And recently we felt, you know, like now we have a very long break. If we just left the children that don't go to church on their own, we don't know what we would meet in January, especially spiritually. So the pastors were so gracious to avail transport and make whatever uh, possible to have children. You've noticed there is the bus now on Sundays. It brings the orphaned and vulnerable children from uh, Marurui to come and join the others and nurture their spiritual bit even during the holidays. So that, 
does happen and we thank God for that because as some of us are involved in that. And then uh, the other area is um, orphan, um, what, our home, sorry, child care center, just offering academic guidance, some children's uh, come, we see what gaps they have and see ways in which to mitigate to be able to have them um, fit in into the schools. Actually, that's how Heritage Leadership Academy began because we had a number of children and, you know, when you place them in school, they fell short in so many areas of learning and therefore uh, the school began at the garage with Miss Nema doing uh, SE just to see where they are at and be able to place them um, appropriately when they reintegrate back to the, to the other regular schools. So we do that. Um, the last uh, two or three years, remember after COVID, the academic terms became a bit abnormal. You know, we'd have one week break, two week breaks, and therefore we felt uh, the engagement was not possible in an effective way and therefore we consulted where we could and prayerfully come this year, then we can engage more with the children during the term and also over the holiday. Amen. <laughs> then you have the church family. Um, we partner with other mountains to create forums where knowledge in pertinent issues in life is presented. Um, we hope to work with the government mountain. We hope to work with the um, religion mountain where the youth are concerned, um, form for transition, any career info that would be required. Uh, we would desire for, for everyone to reach out to the mountain. Like I said, um, our activities <laughs> um, become a bit unique. I don't want to say challenging, unique, because any education information you can get from the internet, you can just scroll and read and you're good to go. But there, there is just something uh, about the anointing and the, the word when you receive in such a platform, you hear differently, amen? And you, we ensure that we bring you trusted people, knowledgeable in their field, who can direct you in whatever uh, area of learning that you need to focus on. So please, we would encourage you again, participate, participate, participate. Amen. Um, the education mountain team doesn't work independently, as you've seen. There are other engagement. At the home, we'll reach out to maybe Leah, you know, when we see something uh, with the children in school, we may reach out to her. Uh, the same thing maybe with Miss Ruth. And it's, uh, we work with the teachers. I'm seeing one teacher here, Miss Paris. <laughs> this is one of our 
youngest. <laughs> Appreciate Miss Paris. I don't know whether Miss Lucy is here, Miss Nema is not here. Uh, the others are wonderful, born again believers attending fellowship uh, elsewhere. Uh, we believe that at some point you will get uh, to meet them. In fact, we plan at the beginning of the year, sometime in February, we will do a detailed presentation of Heritage Leadership Academy just to, uh, to keep you updated. Do you remember earlier in 2019, we had these children in your faces. So we will bring them back. You see the remarkable growth that has happened. It's amazing. Recently, Miss Ruth and I were going on a recruitment uh, activity earlier in the month and you know just walking in the in the slums and meeting the caregivers and you appreciate the opportunity that each child gets here so each seed that has been sown to them is really really Precious, because you see the conditions, then you see the growth that has happened and the potential to change that environment. Only God can do that. And we are really grateful to God. And therefore, uh, the last slide. How can you get involved? Join the team. So I'd ask again, this is now the Education Mountain Team. Please stand up if you're in the sanctuary. Farida, Ms. Tanjoga, Mrs. Kabaji, they're there. Others are, I'm not sure they're here. Let's appreciate them. And we encourage you for anything, anything education. See any one of these. They'll channel you to the right um, a source of information that you require. And as you join the team, who knows? You could be the link to information that is very needed in this body. God bless you. Ms. Yvonne. Thank you, Miss Tina. It's uh, afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, it's good to see you, church. And uh, lastly, finally, brethren, the most important mountain. Because whether you like it or not, <laughs> it permeates every sphere of your life, right? You like it, you don't like it, you choose them, you don't choose them. The government is here. Amen? And I'd just like to thank Elder Ruth for setting the context <laughs> for this presentation about the government mountain, right? Yeah. Please, let's go to the next slide. So just as uh, has been spoken about, the roundtable has specific goals from 2023 and beyond, and I think all leaders have touched on it. And this is just a pictorial view of it. You can move to the next slide. So... The government mountain. Why the government mountain? We draw a scripture from Romans 13, 1, 
which says, let everyone be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except that which God has established, not that which we voted for, not that which came from our community, not the one we chose, but God has established. Whether we like these leaders or not, we, <laughs> it is God established, and we have to be subject to that authority. So it's important that we understand that as believers, we are called to be subject to the government because the authorities that exist have been established by God and whatever they do is of God. So our mission as a government mountain in, in actualizing this is to, in a nutshell, just remove misinformation. If there's anything that is rife and huge, according, I mean, just in line with what Ms. Tina said, is misinformation. And there's no area that there's so much misinformation as with the government. Yeah? We hear something, we are off on this tangent, we really didn't understand that law, we didn't understand that act, we didn't understand the context. These people are bad. It's all about our taxes. They are eating it, right? <laughs> so we, we seek to inform, educate, and provoke believers to actively influence our government. How do we do this? We need by exercising our civic and Christian responsibility to the glory of God. We've said we have responsibilities, but as we exercise this, then we seek to influence the government. Granted, there's a lot of evil in the world. There's a lot of evil influencing the government, but what are we as believers doing? I don't know who mentioned if we are not, I think somebody talked about businesses, if you are not paying taxes, are you in a position to influence? No. If you are not uh, carrying out your civic responsibility, then you are not in that, you take out your position of influence. So in, in line with the TRTG goals, ours is, we, uh, we focus on, we are informed and engaged citizens. How do we do this? We raise awareness on, on, on our responsibilities, because we are citizens, majority of us citizens of the nation, and even if you're not, you live in this nation, so you have a responsibility. We empower and educate through access to the right information. As I say, there's a lot of misinformation. There are things we hear, we probably don't have the right information or we don't understand, and immediately, our mouth's going to overdrive. Um, and Lastly, but very important and key, is praying for the government. We, will, uh, we focus on the negative, but yet we have such a powerful tool, our tongues, to speak positive and to pray for these leaders. Whoever is, is, is in authority, from your chief to the president, is a human being. They need your prayers. Because if they are not guided by the Lord, then we all perish, right? Yeah. So in 2024, our key activity will be just to collaborate with other mountains to educate, inform. A key thing is identify opportunities. As Ms. Tina has said, we had a, a, a part of the day of learning. Tivet is actually a government institution, and there was an opportunity for people to, to know what to do, right? There are opportunities out there for people who do not make it for university. But we just don't know. I know like right now, I, I, I was privileged to attend a training about two weeks ago. And you know, we are, business people are complaining about the dollar, the shilling is dunking, you know, the times are hard. It may be a fact, 
But somebody, a businessman, came out and told her, this is the best time to export. I'm like, wow. You know, we, we did not even imagine that there's anything good about the shilling going down. But if you're an exporter, this is the best time. So we'll, we'll look for opportunities like those to bring such awareness to us. If you're in a position to export, this is the best time. Yeah? Because when the dollar is, uh, uh, the shilling is strong, then it becomes expensive. There's an opportunity in every dark situation. So we just seek to identify those opportunities. And, and as uh, Elder Ruth read, and I, uh, I think she, she said the context, Psalm 25, 12, yeah? She said, who is the man who reverently fears and worships the Lord? Him shall he teach the way he should choose. In that adversity, there is an opportunity. So we seek to bring the opportunities and facilitate discussion on emerging matters of national interest. I know for, for now, affordable housing for those who are on payroll, it's a painful, painful pill to swallow, but what are the opportunities that exist even in that situation? We know that in the next few months, the Social Insurance Bill Act is coming into force. What are the opportunities? And what is it that I'm entitled to, right? We have uh, the Finance Act coming every year, a Finance Act. We have changes in legislation. You're a business person. I was once in VAT, now I'm in TOT, there's E-teams. There is a lot that's happening, right? And there's a lot of information that we need to, to be aware of, to help us to, to, what? to take up our civic responsibilities. And that, in a nutshell, is what the government mountain will do, collaborating with other mountains. So what is the call to action when it comes to the government mountain? Next slide, please. Next slide, sorry. Uh, the first thing is sign up. We are a lean team, and I'll, at this point, I'll just, I don't know if any of them is here, Sheila or Sandra, stand up and wave. Yes. <laughs> Sheila and Sandra. So th there's an opportunity for you wherever you are. If you're interested, please sign up, join us. You know, it can also be, I've always wondered about this aspect. Yeah? How can we get information on this? And when you join us, together we can come up with the solutions to help the, the larger body. Uh, as has been said by every leader, participate, participate, participate. There's a lot of planning and thought and prayer that goes into everything that's presented to us. So we need to participate in, in um, education activities, family activities, health and what have you. Please join and participate. And very critical is engage. And why I say engage is because we, there's this tendency, we were talking with my husband the other day, we're talking about there's a Kenyan culture. If you find people complaining, it's very easy to flow, right? <laughs> it's very easy to flow because there's something to complain about, yeah? But we want to, to go against that grain. You want to engage a different gear. Uh, next slide. First Timothy 2.2 2 in the... In the Passion Translation says, and pray for every political leader and representative so that you'll be able to live tranquil and disturbed lives as you worship the awe-inspiring God with pure hearts. The fact is, whatever decisions are made, whatever uh, laws are passed, whatever policies are put in place affect us. Our part is to pray that those are the right policies, the right decisions which are, are being made. I, as I said, I, was, I had an opportunity to be in a training about two weeks ago, and it was with the military, and there's a concept they call deconstruction. Deconstruction, they take you through deconstruction, then reconstruction, but, but, but that, that is their culture. Deconstruction, sort of, they work on your mind to 
break down your beliefs and then reconstruct you into a new sort of, to give you a new belief system. And this is what you are calling upon as Kenyans, as citizens of this nation. We need to deconstruct ourselves from thinking and looking at what is happening around us and ask ourselves, what is my place? Can I pray? Can I engage? I'm not talking about hakietu, but you can have your hakietu in the spirit, right? Yeah. When we are not praying, somebody else is thriving. They are doing what they need to do. So this is very key. We are calling on us as citizens of this nation. We must engage through prayer. Amen? Amen. And uh, that brings me to the end of my presentation. Thank you. Elder Francis. Praise the Lord. Have you received anything? Please let's appreciate them one more time. Thank you, Deacon Yvonne. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Rita. And who else? I'm missing one. Oh, Miss Tina. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. So, I think what she said there towards the end is so important. How do we see ourselves? Um, I think the challenge is we see ourselves as Kenyans. We see ourselves as Kikuyus or women or men or Luos or whatever. And we don't see ourselves as children of the kingdom of God. And right there is one of the biggest challenges we have because the church is meant to influence this world. Praise God. In John, um, John chapter 5, verse 2 and 4, uh, if you can have it on the screen, please. It says, oh, yeah, verse 4. For, let's read it together. For whatever is born of God, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our you should be shouting about that. Because if you're a child of God, if you see yourself not as a victim of Kenya Kwanzaa government, not as a victim of some other system, you know, not as a victim, a youth, I wish I was born uh, the other years, you know, there were, jo there were no jobs. I, I came to this city more than 20 years ago and there were still no jobs. So there is, a, there is a tendency for us to think we are different reposition. But this one says what? Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Notice it doesn't say overcomes demons. Overcomes Satan. It does, but it's very subtle because we don't think the world is dangerous. In fact, in many cases as believers, we try to borrow from the world. And it's not that the tools are bad, but the philosophy, the thinking behind it, you've got to be careful with it. Because John says you overcome what? The world. Why? Because there's a satanic influence in the world. And that is what Satan is not coming to you directly. He comes through what? The world. If you are born of God, then according to God, you are an overcomer. Look at your neighbor. Do they look like they are an overcomer? 
<laughs> oh, they are like, Francis, are you sure about all this overcoming? Because that's what the Bible says about you. So faith is what? The victory. It's not the techniques. Our number one strategy should be what? Faith. I like the emphasis on prayer. Because prayer should lead us what? To believing God. Let's look at uh, Luke 19, uh, 13. Luke 19, 13 says, So he called ten of his servants, delivered to them ten minas, and said to them, What? Do business till I come. In the KJV version, uh, that is what I've, I've given you guys, KJV, it says, Occupy. Occupy till I come. Tell your neighbor, we are here to occupy. Yeah, so, so you sit strong where you are. If they are threatening you in the office, you say, I'm here to occupy. You fellows have no idea who sent me here. You know, you send out a tender out there, they are, they are telling you the thing will not come through. You say, no, I'm coming here to occupy. You've got to have an occupying mentality. Praise the Lord. The kids are misbehaving at home. You say, children, you have no idea. I'm here to do what? To occupy. If it's your parents who are not behaving right, you are there to do what? To occupy. You are not to be pushed from corner to post. What do they call it? Is it what they say in, in English? From post to post. We are here to do what? To occupy. That's the whole purpose of this. You see, we are supposed to, the world, what world? The world of media entertainment, the world of politics, the world of whatever it is, we are here to influence that. Praise the Lord. Lastly, put up there John 17. Uh, let's look at verse 14 and then verse 18. says, I have given them your word, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Does your neighbor look like they are from the world? Isn't scriptures challenging? Just think about that. That you and your neighbor are not of the world. That is transforming. You are not under this high tax regime. You are not under this. You are not, you are a visitor here. You are on a mission here. You are on a mission to influence the high tax rates. You are on a mission to influence the exchange rates. You are on a mission to influence the voting systems in this country. You are here to influence the education system. Can we read it around again? I have given them your word and the world has hated them because they are not of the world just as I am not of the world. Say, I am not of the world just as Jesus was not of the world. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, Jesus was not of the world. When KRA people came to him and to Peter said, you need to pay up taxes. What did he tell uh, Peter? KRA are here. What are we going to do? Let's hide the books. No, 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 no. He said what? Peter, just go to the lake. And the first fish that you get, there will be enough what? To pay what? Taxes for you and for me. One of you should be paying my taxes. 
Do you see? That's on a light note. But do you see the influence of the kingdom? That you can pay your taxes and your neighbor's taxes? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. He's saying there's no issue of taxes. If you knew where to go and fish, according to the word of God, there's enough to pay what? Taxes. Hallelujah. So, when we see that we are not of the world, we are here to influence the world. That's the purpose of the mountains, to influence the world for Christ. And verse 18 says, as you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. Double emphasis. Praise the Lord. So I am sent, you are sent, your neighbor is sent, we are sent to influence this world for the kingdom of God. Praise the Lord. So there is no need to panic. There is no need to fear. When they have found you, they have found what? The answer. When KRI people find you, they have found what? The answer. When anyone with any kind of a demand has found you, Jesus has sent you and me here to influence this world for Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. So today you have heard. Amen. You have heard what the mission, the purpose of this church is. I wanted to entitle my whatever today that the church is the world overcoming. The church is, oh, what did I, let me see that. Um, I need to paraphrase that. Um, the church, the, the church mission is to overcome the world. Yeah. The church mission is to overcome the world. If you're having any challenges in your life, and I have challenges, and your neighbor has challenges, but you need to know about First Peter 1, 7, that says what? That the testing of your faith, right? Do you have it there, First Peter? What it says? That the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than God, that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. So faith is the victory that overcomes the world, but your faith needs to be what? To be tested. So that we can tell whether it's the real stuff. KRA has a lot of problems dealing with fake goods. There are a lot of fake goods. Why? They have not passed the what? The test. So if you're having some struggles with some areas, you need to tell your neighbor, I'm in the lab. Call me later. They are doing some tests on me. I'll come out of this okay, isn't it? Because the, the, refine, the pressure that we encounter is to refine our faith in God just as fire refines gold in the world. Do you want fake goods? No, you want to deal with goods that have been what? Tested and certified to be true. So before God sends you and me out there to influence the world, he wants to confirm that we are good for the purpose. We have been tested and we stand strong. So when I encounter any kind of test, it's not to give up. It's not the time to quit. It's not the time to complain. It's the time to say, I'm exercising my faith. Praise the Lord. It's an opportunity for you and me to show the world that there's a God bigger than this world 
and we are victorious, we are overcomers. After all, they know you come to a church called what? Yeah, how can you then be defeated? Can you meet somebody out there and say, say you are coming from church? Yeah, which church? Victory Faith Church. And you look like you have been uh, beaten. I saw, I see somewhere, I saw a picture of somebody, some people who say, these are the guys we sent into 2024. They have come back. Fellows with bandages, they look so bitter. See, this is one God. <laughs> that is not the picture of 2024. These are the guys we said, no, Jesus has gone into 2024. Praise the Lord. He knows the future and he tells us it's the year of open doors. Hallelujah. It's the year of making progress. It's the year to overcome. So I have gone, I know Jesus has gone into 2024 and is able to confirm to me that 2024 is my year of open doors. Opportunities coming my way. Praise the Lord. Please rise up on your feet. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Just lift your hands and worship the Lord briefly here. Father, we thank you. Thank you for what has gone forth this morning. Thank you for your encouragement, Lord. We pray that every word that has been spoken here is impacting the lives of your people. Our confession this afternoon, Father, is that we are willing to hear. We are willing to hear. We are willing to hear by the Spirit of the living God. We are willing to hear that 2024 is the year of the open door. We are willing to hear that there are opportunities in the name of Jesus. We are willing to hear that we can fish and pay off taxes. Father, everyone under any kind of financial pressure and obligations, we judge that spirit right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we declare ears to hear. Ears to hear where the finances is. Ears to hear what to do at this time in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for victory over your people, for victory that we are an overcoming congregation. We are an overcoming church in the name of Jesus. We are at, here at a time like this because we have the talent, we have the ability, we have the word of God, and the word of God is gone ahead of us and is overcoming challenges in the name of Jesus. As we hear, we respond. As we hear, we obey. As we hear, we occupy. Praise the Lord. In the name of Jesus, we occupy. We occupy. We take more territory this coming year. We take more in this, in Jesus' name. We take more. We take more from government. We take more in education. We take more. We take more of our youth for Jesus. Or more of our children. We are taking. We are taking more of these children. We are expanding and enlarging and taking new territories in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for faith rising up. Rising up in your people in the name of Jesus. We judge that spirit of giving up, the spirit of quitting in marriages. We judge you in the name of Jesus. Our marriages are working in Jesus' name. The family mountain is taking over. It's occupying, it's taking more in Jesus' name. More territory, more territory is coming our way. 
and as it comes our way, we occupy, we take over in the name of Jesus. Jesus, thank you, Father. Thank you for victory. Praise the Lord.